Have you had one of these thoughts before? Wow, their easy pace is the same as my race pace. They train half as much as I do. How do they still run faster than me? They look so good in that sports bra or singlet. I wish I could pull it off. Comparison. It's something that everyone does and I know I've had these thoughts not just once, probably more like 500 times. So in today's episode, I'm going to cover the concept of comparison, why people do it, why it is mostly unresourceful because it holds you back, but also how it can also sometimes be resourceful, and five ways that you can rise above comparison and envy. So let's get into it. I am Trang Nguyen, and this is episode number 26 of the Aligned Performance Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that deep dives beyond the daily hustle and shares stories and information so that you can achieve high performance with purpose and thrive at the highest level possible. Now, as already mentioned today, I am talking about comparison. This is something that my clients so often bring up with me as a source of something that's bothering them. And often it's something that they may not even be aware of, but when we dig deeper to a problem or a challenge that they're facing, it's come down to the fact that they have been comparing themselves with other people. So why does this happen? Why do we find ourselves scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on Strava, comparing ourselves with others, usually unconsciously, and then getting off the platform and feeling worse than when we even went on in the first place? The reality is, is that it's natural to default to comparing ourselves with others. Why is it natural? Well, we know ourselves, like we see ourselves 24 seven. We know where we sit. We know everything about ourselves. So we're always going to use ourselves as a reference point and to create context when processing information around us. So for example, if you are scrolling on social media and you see someone post a run where they did 10 kilometers in 50 minutes, like in order to process that information, you use yourself as context and you may be running uh, 10 kilometers in 60 minutes. So to actually understand the relationship of the information around you, you you process that that person ran 10 kilometers, 10 minutes faster than you because they ran it in 50 minutes instead of 60 minutes. So it's really only natural and that in itself isn't the problem most of the time. Most of the time, the problem is when people compare themselves to others and it leaves them feeling disheartened and it leaves them feeling demotivated. And this is where it can become quite unresourceful because people who unconsciously compare themselves to others, it can, along a cascade of different emotions and decisions, it can really hold them back. So for example, I know I used to be really caught up in this story that I told myself that I had bad genes. And this belief system in the first place came from comparing myself with others. Like I knew that my slow runs or my easy long runs would be like 7.30 pace. And then I would look at other people posting their long runs of six minute pace. And I'm like, well, why do I even bother? Like it got to the point where I was really close to throwing in the towel and just 
not pursuing triathlon anymore. And this purely came from just being so demotivated by seeing other people's runs and stopping pursuing this hobby completely altogether. And it actually also was an ego thing because my ego didn't want to look silly or didn't want to look inferior. So the ego was like, oh, don't don't put in effort at all. And then you can still protect your image. And that's problematic because then people are going to be more likely to stop their pursuit of certain skills or certain achievements because they're going to be either held back by um, feeling disempowered or disheartened through comparison or their ego will will want to protect like how they look. So they might as well, they might, they'll be better off not trying than trying really hard and still not, you know, achieving as much as others. Now, another way that comparing yourself to other people can be unresourceful is when you start to use other people's benchmarks as your own. When you lose awareness of yourself and you kind of get lost in what other people are doing more than knowing what you are doing. So I actually had a client a long time ago now who set an outcome to run 10 kilometers in 50 minutes. That's what she wanted to achieve while we were working together. Now, she'd never run 10 kilometers before, which is okay. Um, And her running pace was closer to seven minute pace. So I was actually curious where she got the 50 minute figure from and asked her that. And upon digging deeper, it actually turned out that that figure didn't mean anything to her other than it was her trying to keep up with her friend who had run 10 kilometers in 50 minutes recently. So this setting setting outcomes that are unconsciously based from what other people are doing, it can be problematic because it can be so lofty that you set yourself up for failure. And when you miss or miss hitting that outcome, it can cause other issues like, you know, poorer self-confidence or self-doubt, which in itself is such a major like obstacle for people, their own belief systems and their own perceptions of themselves. So that is something to be like wary of. Having said that, of course, sometimes there are definitely cases where you should be setting outcomes that do challenge you and do stretch you, but they should also be realistic as well. Typical smart goals, of course. At the same time, looking at the other side of the coin, comparing yourself with others can also be used as a resourceful tool. It can actually be used as a valuable tool for inspiration. I actually remember when I first got into triathlon, I was about 23 years old and I was deeply inspired by Siri Lindley, who is a professional triathlete. She's retired now, but she actually achieved professional level competing even though she started the sport when she was 23, 24 years old. She actually started training at that age and then not only started training at that age, she learned how to swim as an adult as well. And me, you know, being 23, 24 years old at the time, just starting at triathlon, I compared myself to her. I was like, well, our stories match up. Like we're, we were the similar age starting at triathlon. If she can do it, well, what's stopping me? Like, why can't I do it? You know, if someone's done it before, then it's possible. It's been done before. It's realistic. It's 
it's achievable. So that for me at that time was hugely inspiring by comparing myself and utilizing myself as context to process this other person's story and achievements was a source of inspiration for me, helped me push harder and helped me to open up my vision of what was actually possible in my world. So comparing yourself to others, although it's often shared in a negative light, like it's it's often seen as something that you should never do, just know that firstly, it is natural. It's just going to happen naturally and it can be used in a resourceful way for inspiration. But often comparing yourself with other people, it can be unhealthy. And this is especially seen when people are comparing themselves to other people unconsciously. So when they're on the couch or on their bed, just scrolling on social media, they're not really in a conscious um, headspace. They're just letting their mind you know, run wild, run away from them. And they're seeing these curated social media feeds and their mind is just going at a million miles per hour, like asking, why can't I be you know, as fast as that person? Why can't my life be as great as that person's? Why can't I achieve the things that that person has achieved? Why can't I look like that person? It's in that context that comparing yourself with others can become quite toxic and can really hold you back from stepping into your highest self. And another like cousin of comparison as well is envy. Like when you see someone who is doing really well and when you're seeing someone who is on their own journey, but you're comparing yourself with them, it can lead to envy when you not only want what that person has, but you actually unconsciously want what they have and then also want them to not have it, which is a pretty toxic concept. Like it's a pretty toxic Um, mindset to have because it creates a lot of bitterness and resentment towards other people. It creates a lot of division rather than, you know, excitement or happiness for someone else who is doing well. So with this in mind, with comparison being something that is brought up quite regularly, here are five things that I have done and five ways that I have been able to rise above comparison and envy. And obviously I'm talking comparison in the context of unhealthy, unconscious, disempowering comparison. So number one, remove yourself from comparison in the first place. Remove yourself from the environment where this is being triggered. So if you find that you are hopping on social media or Strava every day, and then after scrolling, you actually feel worse than when you hopped on in the first place, then that is the source of comparison. So you need to create distance between you and that source. It might mean that you need to unfollow certain accounts that trigger your comparison. Maybe you need to delete your account temporarily or just at least reduce the time that you spend on there. So this can be really helpful at that time because then you remove yourself from um, the opportunity to compare yourself with others. However, it's not treating the root cause of the problem, which is why you are comparing yourself to them in the first place. So this is a band-aid solution, but what it's going to do is it's going to give you space that you need to do the work 
on your internal world, to do the work on your belief systems, to do the work on your self-perception, your ego, so that when you do get back on these accounts, you can be at peace with seeing this stuff regularly. You can be okay with it and not fall into the spiral of comparing yourself so deeply and unconsciously. All right, number two, understands that people are not only at different stages of the same journey, but are on completely different journeys together. So you may have heard of the saying, don't compare your chapter one with someone else's chapter 10. But it's not just that. It's not just that we're at different points of the same journey. People are like in different chapters of different books completely. So where someone else's strength is, maybe your weakness, sure. But where your strength is, is probably their weakness. You both have different values, different priorities. So where they're spending a lot of hours of the week, you're spending hours elsewhere. So it's just like unable to be compared. And instead of getting really caught up in looking at one aspect and comparing yourself with them in that one aspect. Remember to look at the big picture because where they are really thriving in one area, you're thriving in others. And it's it's the big picture that you don't want to lose sight of. And remember that like you're on your own journey, you have different values, different priorities, and they have different values and priorities. So they might be okay with spending, you know, 20 hours a week training, whereas you happy to spend 10 hours a week training but the other 10 hours you'd rather spend time with your two-year-old daughter or where someone else is spending like one hour every morning curling their hair and putting on makeup you'd rather be spending that time like journaling and meditating um, instead as an example so you really can't compare because you're you've you put different weighting on different um, aspects of your lives number three is really taking on this belief system and really accepting that there is actually a seat of success for each and every person in this world. Everyone has their own seat of success with their name on it and all they need to do is to rise up and claim that seat. So even if someone else is being successful, then they are claiming their seat and your seat is still available. Like they are not going to take your seat Yours is there. No one else can take it. It's just ready for you to rise up and take that seat. So just remembering that and that really helped me with comparison and also like, you know, feeling threatened by people who are doing well uh, and people doing, you know, better in quotation marks than me and especially competitors in um, business as well. Number four, your very own authentic story is the exact story that someone else needs to hear and will be inspired by. So whoever you are, like wherever you're at, no matter what pace you run, no matter what your story is, it doesn't matter where someone else's story is at because yours is so unique and special as it is. And don't be afraid to share it, especially on social media, because there's going to be someone out there who is at a place in their journey where you were like six months ago, when you were where you were 12 months ago. So by sharing your authentic story, they're going to be inspired. They're going to learn from it. So 
even though there may be someone out there who is on a different journey or they're doing so well, you are also doing well in the eyes of someone else. So remember that and own that. And lastly, I've had times where I have openly shared with someone that I am like inspired by them or even jealous of them only for them to say the same thing back that they were in fact also inspired and a little bit jealous of me. (laughs) So what does that mean? Well, it means that everyone has this perception that everyone else is doing better than them. Everyone has this perception that you know, because you only see other people's highlight reels and you see your highlight and low lights that you think they have it better, but everyone is in the same boat. Like it's a never ending cycle. So there are things that they have that you can learn from and be inspired by, but in return, you have aspects and traits and skills that they are inspired by and can learn from you as well. And this is also a really um, great opening to mention that if you do see someone else doing well, then train the habit of being happy for them and inspired by them rather than envious of them. Because that in itself is a habit as well. Like, I mean, everything that we do is a habit, whether it is biting your nails or whether it is, um, I don't know, like snoozing the alarm, but emotional habits are a thing as well. So if you run the pattern of constantly being envious of someone who's doing well, then that will naturally run versus retraining your emotional response to be inspired and happy for them. So those are the five different strategies that I have used to rise above unhealthy comparison and envy. I found these to be quite effective. So play around with these strategies yourself. See what resonates with you most. Give it a go and see if it works well for you. A lot of these things, it's not something that you can just apply and it just magically fixes everything overnight. A lot of these things involve doing the work. And when I say doing the work, like internally doing the work, like becoming aware in the first place and then constantly catching yourself, comparing yourself, then constantly breaking that pattern by talking yourself out of that and then replacing those thoughts with something else more resourceful. I hope that this episode resonated with you and you have some tangible takeaways. Until the next episode, everyone, have a great day and I'll see you soon.